In today's episode, we discuss why God reveals the plan for your life step by step instead of all at once. If you're choosing to walk by faith and wish that God would just show you the plan, then this episode is for you. So here's the million dollar question. How are people like us who don't settle for the status quo, who value freedom in a life without limits? How do we create extraordinary results in the key areas of life, yet skip the fear, stress, and anxiety that produces regret? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm your host, Tom Herman, and welcome to the Attractively Different Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Attractively Different Podcast. This is Tom Herman, and I hope you are doing well. Today is a great day. And um, this is a fun episode um, just for a lot of reasons, because I think it can help just get people in the right mindset when it comes to walking out God's plan for your life. And as you heard in the intro, if you're if you're walking out the plan that God has for you and you're wanting him to reveal the plan all at once before you take action, well, this episode's for you because when you're walking by faith and you're trusting in God's promises and you want to know how to navigate your life, you're going to need to be comfortable with him revealing it one step at a time. Because you want a plan and you want to know that you're following the plan, but here's the thing, God doesn't always reveal it all at once, and very rarely does he do that, if ever. I can't think of a time in the Bible where he has. Um, I could be wrong there. I'm not. I'm definitely not a Bible scholar. I have read through the Bible multiple, multiple times, but um, when we have this idea that we need to know the plan ahead of time before we can actually take action, it creates this hesitancy on which we move forward, and you can feel paralyzed because you don't want to make a wrong move, right? In order for something to succeed, you kind of have this thought that you need to understand it from beginning to end because we're kind of taught, is this the right way? And so when we don't understand something fully, our mind naturally rejects it because we don't understand it. So when God is working in this way where he's revealing our plan step by step, having having a plan that's not complete is kind of scary to our mind and it rejects it. And we kind of hold this thought that in order for an idea to work, we need to determine whether it's a good idea. Because what if it doesn't work? I mean, that's one thing that we have in our mind, right? What if it doesn't work? Then if it doesn't work, that can potentially cause a lack of significance or it could cause a disconnect between like people that we care about. Like if we fail at something, our mind is saying like, hey, this isn't helping you succeed or this helping isn't helping you stay alive. Um, it's lowering your value if this fails, right? And so we're holding this thought of like, we need to know, will this idea work? Can I believe that this idea will work? And so we've kind of trained ourselves, kind of programmed ourselves that we don't want to commit to something if it isn't going to work. I mean, that just, like I said, it's going to make sense, right? And because if it's going to fail, we want to avoid that pain or we don't want to waste that money. And so in that mindset, I'm not saying that's a bad mindset to have. You do want to do an analysis to see like if something's going to work or if it's not. But the thing is, when it comes to God revealing the plan for us, we kind of start from this bias of like, is your plan going to work or not, God, versus having the mindset and having the thought of like, if this is God's plan, then it is going to work. And so I'm willing 
to let him walk me through step by step. And I'm willing to walk by faith and know that I may look silly. Something may, people may not understand, but I'm willing to do that. But when you're starting from a mindset of like, this is God's plan, this is going to work. But when we're stuck in this like limbo of like, is this God's plan or is it not? We feel paralyzed and hesitant and uncertain because there's a fear of the unknown and a discomfort in that space because we feel out of control. I don't know if you've ever felt that when you're kind of walking by faith, you feel out of control because you don't know where you're going. And when you feel out of control, there's a lot of actions that you may take to help gain control. Some people might start controlling people. Others might feel like I need to learn everything about this topic before I can actually take action, which usually leads to never taking action. Or you might look for something at something and be like, is this quote unquote realistic? And maybe your brain explains all the ways that it won't work. And those are all result of feeling out of control that your brain is trying to come back into a place and it's going to take some action to kind of sabotage that result in order to feel like it's in control again. Because all those actions that we just mentioned, the controlling people, feeling like you need to learn everything, um, maybe serving a bunch of people or thinking like, oh, this needs to, this isn't realistic. I need to find something that's more realistic. All those actions are based out of fear. And think about this for a second. If you take those actions, if you start controlling people, if you start learning everything and you start being like, this isn't realistic and you do something that is realistic, something that's coming from fear is just going to produce more fear and keep you where you are. And that's not the person that you want to be. You want to live an adventure with God. I know this because you're listening to this show and you allow him to do incredible things in your life. You want this. You want him to do incredible things in your life and to help grow his kingdom. And I know that you want to step into heaven and hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. So I want to share a story about kind of where I saw this display. And it's in a movie called Hacksaw Ridge, which is based on a true story. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching the movie. But the film in itself focuses on a World War II experience from a man named Desmond Doss. And he was an American combat medic who was a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. And he refused to carry a weapon of any kind. So Desmond Doss is known as being the first conscientious objector to be awarded the Medal of Honor for service above and beyond the call of duty. And it was during the Battle of Okinawa. So a little bit about Doss and Desmond Dawson and his background. He he was placed in basic training under the command of Sergeant Howe. And what's fascinating in this movie is he's like one of the best soldiers. He excels physically and be um, with his fellow soldiers. And he re- but he refused to handle a rifle, and he refuses to train on Saturdays because he has this deep conviction with his um, with his faith. And what's fascinating is that. His sergeant, Hal, feels like he can't be trusted because on the battlefield, if you're not going to carry a a firearm, he feels like it's going to be a coward and he's not going to be able to be trusted. He's going to run away. And so he he basically does everything he can to get Doss to quit. And they they attempt to discharge him for psychiatric reasons, um, but they couldn't because of religious beliefs don't constitute as mental illness. They like torment him. They beat him up, putting him through grueling labor with the intent to get him to leave on his own accord. Because 
as a sergeant, as a leader of men, his understanding, Sergeant Hal's understanding is that if a man doesn't have a weapon in battle, he's going to be a coward. He's not going to have the courage to stay in there and he's going to leave and he's going to abandon the mission. So they're doing everything to get him to quit. They beat him up, all these things. And despite, despite all this, Doss, Desmond Doss refuses to identify the people who are attacking him and he continues on in his training and they go into battle and Doss is, so he's a medic. So he's there to, to help heal people or like keep them, keep them alive or drag them off the battlefield in order to like take them to um, a place where they can get healed. And so Desmond Doss's unit gets put into battle, battle of Okinawa. And his unit is informed that they will relieve this 96th infantry division. And their task is to ascend and secure what is known as Hacksaw Ridge. And so they do, and they, they climb up the mountain and this battle ensues. And in both the Japanese and Americans lose a lot of soldiers in this battle. And it kind of goes quiet. And there's this, this scene where they they kind of spend the night there on Hacksaw Ridge. Everything's quiet. And then the next morning, the Japanese launch a massive counterattack that drive the Americans back. And tons of Americans were left injured on the battlefield. And so they're saying flee, like all these people are trying to get off the ridge and they had to climb up there with ropes. And so people are belaying down from the mountain who haven't been wounded. And as Doss is leaving or going down, he hears all these soldiers. He hears all these soldiers crying for help. They've been wounded and people think that they're dead and in shock. And when day breaks, Desmond Doss begins to rescue all or through the night, sorry, through the night, Desmond Doss begins to rescue all of these people. And he begins to belay them down the cliff one by one, these injured people. And each time he prays, God, help me save one more, help me save one more. And he goes and he gets dozens and dozens of wounded soldiers that people thought were to be dead and lowers them down to the unit to go get healing. And what's amazing is when day breaks, Desmond Doss rescues Sergeant Hal, who caused so much turmoil for him in basic training. And it's a, it's a beautiful story. It's an amazing story. It's a heroic story. It shows a lot of courage. But it, it's, it's interesting to me that you see this dynamic of how God gives us the desires of our hearts and how he prepares us to impact his kingdom in a radical way, in such a way where a movie is being made after this man. Because Desmond had a desire to serve his country in World War II. And yet, God didn't show him the plan and how it was going to work and how he was going to make a monumental impact. It was revealed one step at a time, right? God didn't be like, you're going to go to basic training. You're going to get beat up. They're going to want you to leave, but you're going to stay strong. And you're going to this mountain. There's going to be this huge counterattack. Everyone's going to be left for dead, but you're going to save a bunch of lives without, without worry. You're going to do this heroic thing throughout the night. Like, no, it was one step at a time. Desmond Doss was brought to a place, a moment in time where he needed faith to be like, God, help me get one more. And he would go get one more and lower him down the cliff through a rope. And so what if our good father isn't telling us the whole plan? Because one, he doesn't want to reveal it to the enemy. But two, maybe we wouldn't partake in it if he did reveal it to us. Because here's the thing. If the enemy knows the plan, he will do everything possible to sabotage that plan. 
And think about this. The way he sabotages the plan is he includes thoughts or he gives us thoughts in our mind that slow us down, like the thoughts that we just talked about of controlling people, overanalyzing, quote unquote, being realistic. And here's the thing that we see. Here's the thing we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 10, that Satan didn't know God's plan of salvation through Jesus, because if he did, he would have never done what he did. So 1 Corinthians 2, 6 is where we start. It says, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So none of the rulers, no one knew the plan of God, or they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. So God conceals that plan, their mysteries, so that it can be a successful plan, and that the enemy doesn't sabotage it. Another thing in Proverbs 16, 9 talks about the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So that the word heart there means feelings, will, will, like intellect. Our plans is something that we would like, it's a word that means to like, um, to think about, compute, to like weave or fabricate. And the word way is the course of life or road. And the word established means to like, to stand up perpendicular, to like be erect, to set up. So when you break down those words and kind of rephrase it using those definitions, that verse would say the feelings, the will and intellect of a man thinks, plots and computes his course of life, but the Lord fixes and aligns his steps. So think about that. You have a desire, just like Desmond Doss had a desire to serve in World War II and God fixes, aligns our steps in such a way for that plan to succeed and for that plan to prosper. So we have the desires, we bring the, we bring the thoughts and along the way, God is just realigning us, moving us down the road along the way. He's aligning our steps to be perfect, to be right. And he doesn't reveal all the steps in the plan. And one, like I said, because that's, he doesn't want to reveal the plan to Satan because if Satan knows those plans, he can sabotage them. But two, 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says that we are fellow workmen. We're joint laborers with God. So we're co-workers with God and we need to do our part for him to do his part. Just like the Israelites, when they left Egypt, God didn't say like, here's the, here are the things. You're going to come up to the river or the water or the Red Sea and you're going to spread it. You're going to walk through and then the water is going to close and it's going to kill all the Egyptians. No, they the plan was revealed one step at a time. But Exodus 3, it says that God heard their cry. The Israelites desired to get out of slavery. So God came to Moses and said, you're going to lead them out. So what would it, what would be possible for you if you held the thought that God isn't revealing the entire plan for you so that it can succeed, so that you can succeed in your assignment? That the plan's not being concealed so that you don't succeed. It's actually being concealed for your benefit. And it's being revealed one step at a time so that it can succeed. How would that change things for you?
it's kind of like following a GPS, right? Like if you were to plug in a GPS in your phone and just sit it on your car and like listen to it and it says, turn left up here, go straight, turn right. It's kind of like what God is doing as we have a plan. We know the destination that we want to go to and God is just directing our steps. He's opening and closing these doors and aligning things for our success. But he doesn't reveal those to us all at once. So think about how that would change things. If you can hold the thought that God is concealing the whole plan, just revealing it step by step so it can succeed. Instead of feeling like you're out of control, there's this excitement and eagerness to be part of that plan. And it empowers you to take action, be quick and decisive. And it removes the double-mindedness because just like the GPS is going to say, turn left, turn right, you're going to do what God tells you to do. And it's going to lead to achieving the things that God has for you in your life and for it to prosper and succeed. So hopefully you found this information valuable. Please rate the show, subscribe, and or leave a review. The ratings and review help make the show better as well as get more exposure to help more people. Remember, everything you do matters. God has a specific assignment for you. Go rule that assignment, serve his people, and be blessed. Hey everyone, it's Tom again, and I wanted to ask you a quick question. On a scale from one to 10, how confident are you that you know God's purpose for your life? I mean, there can be a lot of confusion around this topic. So I went ahead and created a life purpose roadmap to help you gain clarity on your purpose. You can download your free PDF, Life Purpose Roadmap, at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose. It'll walk you through the seven simple steps to prospering in your purpose. Also, for the next 40 days, I'll be sending you a daily email guide that will help you unlock the full power of the roadmap. These emails are designed to make it that much easier for you to implement the roadmap and succeed in your God-given assignment. It's free. Just go download the Life Purpose Roadmap PDF at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose.